it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in a tailgate downtown. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in a tailgate downtown. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in a tailgate downtown. Welcome to another edition of Tailgate TV, where we have a fun episode. Basketball season is among us, and we're here to talk some basketball, Brad. This is the Butler head coach, Coach Dawson. Yes. Uh, he's been here for a few years now here at, at Butler and, and doing a great job, and I know that uh, um, there there's you know ups and downs and different things, and we want to get some opinions and some different thoughts on uh there's been some changes this year, but we, before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about the Warsaw Tournament. Just coming out of that, yeah. uh, losing to a very good Wablo team in yeah. the championship ball game, but 2-1 and one in that, uh, and coming out of the second place, pretty impressive for this uh, young and yeah. inexperienced Bears team. Yes, we uh, we got off to a really good start coming into that. Um, got some breaks our way, but we played good enough basketball to uh, – to walk out in any tournament you try to get into, you always try to leave it with a winning record, and we were able to do that and try to try to play for first place. And also, I had the opportunity to do that, but ran into the bus off of those guys, big and fast <laughs> and can shoot. And, and so, you take one thing away, they're probably going to beat you on another thing. So, um, and we not having much of a bench felt like we were pretty gassed by the time we got to Saturday too. But yeah, a lot of a lot of games in a short period of time. Oh yeah, and, and intense games. Yes, yes. Every game means <laughs> means quite a bit um, at that point, and and any tournament, each round, and we were fortunate enough to win a couple of games, but each round's going to get a little bit more, um, a little tougher. Sure. Each team you see, and everybody plays with a little bit more intensity, especially coming out. In, beginning of the year, everybody's mm. trying to get off to a real good start. So. Well, and you say win a couple games. If I remember right, I think those were both, you know, running clock by the end of it. Uh, yeah. Two that we did win. So, yeah. one pretty handedly looked pretty good in those two uh, first two matchups. Yeah, and that was all. I think our defensive intensity in those first two two games was really good. And, and I'm not taking anything away from the teams that we saw, but we had a pretty good run there. I know that Cole Camp lost their best player mm. in, in warm-ups which was a, a darn shame because I was looking forward to That was kind of a, a benchmark for us to, to see come out, did. see how we do against those guys. And um, and uh, lost him, and we took advantage of that. It's just how it works sometimes. Yeah. And we played uh, probably that Cole Camp game was our best. That and Stockton, our best full games of being able to defend the ball on one end and then take care of it and score it on the other. Well, and that's what impressed me. You know, going into the, the this season, you kind of know what the offense is going to look like yeah. if you've watched the Bears recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're going to see a lot of number four. Yeah, it's no secret. But yeah. defensively, to see how you know even the young kids that we hadn't seen before in the Bears jersey, yes. to see yes. how they were playing as a solid team, solid team defense. The yeah. rotations were crisp. I mean, yeah. they looked sharp on defense. You know, even more so than expected, at least from a fan that didn't know what to expect. Oh, for sure. And then I. I Going into the season, there's a lot of thought process in how how can we take some a, a team that has limited varsity experience and make them competitive, and it all it all starts on the defensive end. So mm -hmm. we really, for the first two three weeks, have really stressed that that's been a priority. It'll stay a priority for us. Simple game when it comes down to it. I mean, 
if you can keep them from not scoring and they stay at a zero and you bank in a free throw, you still win. That's yeah. right. So, nothing, right? So you can you can bank in a free throw and win a game if you keep them from not scoring. And and we've made that a priority, and the kids have bought in a little bit to it. But oh, you could tell watching them. There's still a lot of work to be done uh, when it comes to that. It's not to where I want it to be yet. Um, and I would like to see us that 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 championship game was a good a good example of we got to do better against teams that have more than one option or more than two options or can shoot it and then also beat you from inside and then crash hard so um yeah still a lot of work to do that's kind of the benchmark if you can if you can go up teams like that and be able to all five play defense, all five play, mm-hmm. uh, box out, and then all five take care of the basketball on the offensive side. That's kind of the full game we're looking to do. Yeah, so. and that's to take care of the basketball. That's another thing they seem to do well. You know, yeah. I think every – you know, I don't know about the Wobble one. I, I wasn't at that one. But every game that I've seen, the turnover battle – the Bears yeah. have won it. it was one, and, our, and our goal is to keep it under double digits. Keep yeah, and under, I think they've done that. I think it's been like six, seven. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's that's what we do. And when it's in f- number four's hands, a lot of the time, like it, we're going to take care of it. And especially those off guards have done a really good job yeah. of being able to to understand kind of the scheme on the offensive end and what we're trying to do. And I've been impressed, especially against some of those first couple games. Um, but. You know, as the season moves along, people make adjustments and more films going out there. So we're going to have to just uh, keep working at what we think is going to be our priorities and, and make adjustments if we have to. Sure. Absolutely. Talking about making some adjustments, has there been? Because there's been some rule changes. We've talked about that on a previous episode that um, – with the five fouls in a quarter, and then yeah. you shooting two, and yeah. then everything resets going into yeah. the second quarter, which is, for me, just you know, really different. Yeah, I know yeah. some people have said, "Well, they've done this before in other places in college girls uh, yeah. basketball and so forth." I, I again, I never remembered that, but that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of things. Yeah, but, me either. Um, has that been a big adjustment, or has it been something that the the and again, I, I I think the kids, it, it, God bless them, because that's a great. They can adapt to things so easily. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing to me how quickly kids adapt. How, how's that yeah. been for a coaching side? Um, I was uh, our first go at it when we went to the jamboree. It's just different, but everybody's going to make an adjustment for it. I think it limit. I think it limits the foul shot attempts that we're going to have so it speeds the game up and I think that's what they're trying to sure. do is not so much stoppage and 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 that I I think where it really is is taking away from me personally as a coach and from the team that we have is that that last 4 minutes of the second quarter where we should be shooting and we're getting into seven fouls and right. shooting bonus and stuff right. but now you're you're only 3 fouls in right or 2 fouls in to right. that so it's just speeding the game up. Um, so it will take away some points, I think, in past teams that I had that where we shot a lot of free throws. You won't see many games where I know Carter in the past or as a team we've shot 30, 40 free throws or got pretty dang close to it. Um, it's just going to lower those numbers. Um, and then in-game situations I think where it will take away from is, is when it resets uh, for that fourth quarter, especially if you're trailing and now you're trying to play the foul game. Um, you're going to have four or five fouls to give, and especially with a team like us as a light bench, who's going <laughs> who's who's, who's to give those fouls? Right. We can't we can't foul out um, certain guys just to try to get a game tight. So it's going to 
and especially not having a shot clock, if you're going up against a good team with a lead, they're just going to burn that thing. So now you're going to be forced to maybe put in a bench guy, and his only job is to foul, and you're trying to – Trying to, but on the flip side, that's good for us if we got the lead. Sure, right, right, right. So, sure. Um, it changes the games a, a little bit, but I honestly, with four games in, you really don't notice it uh, too bad. It's just those little things that it's going to have you make certain adjustments yeah. for. So, are, are, I don't, you know, some coaches, and I think all coaches to a degree are, are goal setters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's certain things, and you've talked about it a little bit. Maybe not use the goal word, but yeah, priorities. Certain, yeah, things, things you want to do, and yep. and are are there some goals that you would like to see kids right coming in? Because I I think that's the difference between a lot of really good players yeah. and some you know kind of mediocre players. Yeah. Are they setting goals? What kind of goals would you like to see some of the kids set? And not necessarily specifically unless you want to be, but yeah. that, that kind of thing. Um, I, I tag back into numbers a lot when it comes to basketball because you can use numbers and they're easy to understand and kids get them. And so, I mean, uh, certain things that we do is, is certain priorities of shots on the floor and how many times we have to take them and how many we have to make. Um, when it comes to specific kids, uh, yeah, I give points point totals honestly is if uh, my philosophy is especially at this size of a, a high school or this size of a team um if you can have three guys scoring double digits you got a pretty good shot a, a good a good representation of it would be my first year where we had three guys on the floor that could any one of them could go for 20 right uh, then your numbers go one goes for 20 and then one goes for 15 one goes for 12 if you got a couple more chip in so we tag into numbers a lot when it comes to point totals on the offensive end. Defensively, uh, goals as a team would be that like um, we have to win the turnover battle for sure. We want to create more than we have, and and I'm big on consecutive stops. If we get one stop, let's get it. We if you start stacking those, and then we're just trying to stack as many stops as possible. So. I don't really get real specific with goal setting, but I do like to have conversations with my players about what's expected of them. Um, and, the, and, and they have a pretty good understanding. We have some guys that are, are good role players, and I think, uh, what's to say, we, did, we, we haven't reached our ceiling yet. Sure. Um, we, have a, we have a ways to go with some of those guys. But overall, we, we're pretty good one through five as an understanding what's expected of us. And, and, and then – I talk a lot about living in the present right, right in front of your eyes and um, just doing the best job you can right there. Right. And don't worry about what just happened. Don't worry about what can happen. Just live right smack right here in front of That's really good. That's really good. Um, and then and then just see how it kind of ends ends out on the, on the backside of it. And we talk a lot about just doing little things right because if you do enough of the little things right, the big things kind of fall into place. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's for sure. That's what we do a lot of that. I, I We're not real specific as in coming down. I know some coaches like to use note cards and write your goals and put it in your locker and all this stuff. And uh, that's a lot to ask because those goals are going to change over and they, they got to be fluid because our game plan changes every game. Sure. The things we do change every game. What we expect from players changes every game. So we um, – we don't get real specific with that, but they all understand that. I mean, certain overall themes have to be have to be a priority. I always use the analogy in a lot. It's amazing how often I use this, but in uh, 
uh, eating an elephant, right? Yeah. You can't eat, if you think one, about eating an elephant, one bite it's time. one bite at a time. That's what about the small things, right? Yeah. It, and then the yeah. big result, yeah. take care of themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and that's it's kind of, I like to have, I wouldn't call them broad, but I would have those certain priorities, every possession of if offensively we're trying to get the right shot. It might not always be the best one, but we're trying to get one in the flow of the offense. That that's just that's just part of it. You're going to get some poor shots at some point, but we're trying to get a high percentage shot. And my philosophy: we only take three. We take free throws. Sever one guy. He's kind of a green light guy. I let him kind of take. But we take free throws and we take layups and we take um, uh, three point jump shots. And that's all based off of points per possession. Um, and those are the three highest point per possession shots you can have mm-hmm. on the floor. So why don't you always just try to take those? Right, right. right. It's not it's not rocket science, and um, and that's kind of the numbers I tag. And when I get my huddle film, and if I get these stats, I look for points per possession. If we can average over a point per possession, and you're averaging about 50, 60 possessions a game, you're going to be in every game. I mean, a high school basketball game. If you can score fifty five, you've got a shot. Yeah. At it. yeah. I wanted to ask you, because as you're talking about your priorities and whatnot, it seems, as somebody who's just watching the games, that taking charges may be something that's a priority. It seems like the last few years since you've been there, there's been a whole – and I think this Butler team that you've had over the last few years has taken more charges than I've seen any any high school team take. Is that something that's just kind of happened, or is that a priority that you guys have worked on? I mean, kind of where does that come from? It kind of – it comes from drills. We do some toughness drills, uh, and I set it up to – it's a pretty hard drill, and if you take a charge and it's anywhere close, you're out of the drill. So a lot of kids – and and we talk about it. I was a big – when I played in high school, I had a coach come in and and say, if you want to play for me – all you got to do is rebound and take charges. It's nice. Now, that's pretty simple, and that's all I did. So, and half the charges I took probably weren't real charges. It was just me falling down and screaming. Yeah. And I always tell the kids that the officials, if you put them on the spot, they like that. They like to throw that fist out there. They like to make that signal. So, give them an opportunity. And we stress it as in, um, we stress it to the point of gap help. Right. I don't want direct line drives to the basket because. Coming, that's what we do on offense. I know that's some of the hardest things to defend. That gets you in a lot of trouble, and then they're rotating on the backside. And we talk about one more step, uh, especially at this level of high school. If you can stop direct line drives to the basket, and if you take one more step, there's a lot of guys that will just run you over. Yep. And if they make contact with the chest, I tell our kids, just fall down and scream. Yeah. And, and, and whatever happens, well, happens. And then I can argue it on the backside, too. I don't like to argue with officials, but it is one of the hardest calls to make. Yep. And if you give them more looks at it at some point, uh, what was it Bill Parcells that said, that they ain't going to throw a flag on every play. Right? Yeah. So if you keep taking them, they're not going to call blocking on every everyone. Mm-hmm. So at some point, we'll be in the right spot. Well, and you talk about, you know, I think – uh, on a charge, you know, there's there's usually there's usually contact, and then there's usually a little bit of a sale too. And that was yeah. one thing I think we commented a couple games ago. We were broadcasting one, and I think Dylan Dylan took a charge. Yes, and it was like you know I don't know he falls down too. He's like no, we call a lot of his football games. Yeah. No, he doesn't fall down real easy. And, and we got guys that have have played long enough for the last three years with me that they kind of understand it. And we just we just stress getting the way of the ball handler. We stress it like no direct line drives the basket, and if you are in the right spot. Like I said, a lot of these kids that we play have a trouble with stopping. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
But in the course of a game, we talk about it a lot, uh, taking charges, because the officials like, like well, to make they that do. call. They, do. they like to make that call. So yeah. and give them an opportunity to yeah, make absolutely. that call. I think that's the mark of a disciplined team, though, too, yeah. is to be able to do that. Yeah. Because a lot of kids want to over-pursue. A lot of kids want to go for the ball. A lot of kids yeah. want to go for the ball. So to be able to have the discipline to just slide into your spot. Just, just, just take just, one. Yeah, yeah. that – I, I, I like to see that. And, and I try to incorporate it in as many drills as possible. Just simple drills where, it, I mean, if you came to one of the practices and watched, we got a drill where we're just foot-firing. And, and if I dribble at you, I make all – everybody in the team has to fall down and scream. And so I don't really make it a priority, but I've been pretty blessed with cats that, that understand the game well enough that if they, if they slide their butt over there and get ran over, we got a pretty good shot of going the other direction. So. I like it. Was so so important, right? And you 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 said something, and it's different than than my phrasing for it, but it's exactly right. You, you talk about no direct line to the basket. I always used to tell my girls that to stop the basketball. Yeah, right. There are so many so many kids, and I see it at every level, even NBA level. They run right beside the guy, right? They this right is hip, and I'm like. So there's two things that can happen in that negatively, yeah. right? One, you're allowing him to get all the way to the basket. Number two, you're close enough where they can create the contact so they're going to get fouled and have a free arm to shoot. Where if you stop the ball, now they have to make a decision. Which way am I going to go or am I going to go through you? And it's so important. Again, they're dribbling a basketball. Should be faster than that. You should be faster. You're not dribbling. But you're you're busy watching them dribble. I see yeah. that all the time. They're watching the basketball. It's it's away from them. Yeah, and you're just yeah. running. Yeah. Get in front. Make them turn. Make them do something. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. It's it's it, it's the first thing that everybody on defense should learn. Yeah, and we talk a lot. Uh, the hardest thing to do defensively is running full speed at somebody who has a dribble. Yeah, and we work a lot on our closeouts. Because we got to, got to keep the ball in front, and that's so it steps to it. And if you got a great closeout and you're a great on-ball defender, then you don't have to worry about that help side defender rotating. Right, you're doing your job at the point of attack. Right. Um, so we stress a lot of closeout situations, and I never want to get to that point if I don't have to. And you're like that. I don't want ever like we should be good enough defenders on ball. Where we're not riding people's hips because we we're keeping the ball in front of us. And, right. But it's going to happen in basketball, and then when it does happen. That's the third dribbling. You're not sprint turn them, and we we work a lot on all ball defense. And if I overall in high school, uh, I, coming from when I played or before me, I feel like that's really kind of taking a back seat. Is we don't have a lot of very good on ball defenders, but we've been blessed to have a, a few on this team and a couple that could be. Uh, if they, if they, I mean, they have the ability to, 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 and so I think we have to use our speed and sit and guard people, and and uh, it's been, it's been good four games in. Cross your fingers. It's been, it's been all right. Because you know, it's early still. I mean, uh, one rolled ankle away from being in trouble, but um, yeah. Overall, all five got to do a job, and and. That's what you said. It's just, it starts at the point of attack. If we can do a really good job of on-ball defending, we got a pretty good shot of, of keeping people out of the lane. I like it. I want to back up for just a minute, you know, yeah. and 
kind of what's your story? You know, what oh, yeah. what uh, what brought you to Butler? Where'd you come from? Yeah. You know, what what's your basketball background? Oh, um, it's, it's a little bit about you. It's been a journey for sure. I, I grew up in a small town in the middle of Missouri, about forty five minutes south of Jeff City uh, in Vienna, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, Make great sausages. Yeah, that's what everybody said. I know, not there. Um, we did have a hat factory once, but I'm pretty sure it burned down. Uh, yeah, that's about all we had. Um, but then out of out of Vienna, um, graduated high school. I played through high school. I was a pretty mediocre uh, basketball player, but I, I was a pretty good baseball player. Um, but, but we, we didn't have football, football there. We had two seasons of baseball and basketball in the middle. Okay. So we, awesome. So that's, yeah, it's a neat, I guess that's what they do with schools that aren't big enough to play football. And then um, from there, I worked construction for a year and a half, and that's what it took for me to go back to school. <laughs> I understand that. I pouring concrete with my dad. Yeah, so. That's yeah, work. Yeah, that is work. That's work. And so I, I decided I, I should go back to school and try to change some things. And um, I went to three different colleges. Uh, the first two, uh, Lincoln University in Central Missouri. Okay. And then um, out of Central, I got a call from a friend of mine who played baseball at Westminster College and said, um, we're looking for pitchers. Do you think you'd come back and, and come down and have a tryout? And I went and had a tryout, and a coach liked me. And then all of a sudden, I was at Westminster uh, on a baseball team there. Awesome. And... Um, on that move, my dad sat me down and said, um, congratulations, I'm happy for you, but you're not allowed to transfer anymore. you got to stay here. Right. This is the one. So right. I graduated out of Westminster College in 2012, uh, playing two years of the eligibility I had left, baseball, pitch there. Right-handed pitcher. Right-handed pitcher. I could I tell because your hat's on straight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> baseball guys will understand what that means. And then uh, <laughs> I, I could I could I could throw it pretty hard, but I had no clue where it was going, yeah, which well, was all right. Everybody yeah, has sure, a purpose, sure. And so <laughs> sometimes I, uh, that's better. Sometimes <laughs> people didn't like to dig in because yeah. I didn't know if I was going to hit you or throw a strike. Um, but uh, after that, my student teaching was at New Bloomfield, and that was my first coaching gig. I was an assistant basketball coach at New Bloomfield. Now, where is that at? It is just north of Jeff City. Okay, okay. Going towards Florida. Yep. It's a little – their baseball school have been. They okay. went through really good baseball in the early 90s, okay. middle 90s. Okay, um, And I coached there as assistant basketball coach, and three weeks or a month into the season – it was my first coaching gig ever. A month into the season, the head coach resigned. Oh, my. Which uh, they didn't have a backup plan besides me. Trial by fire. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, right. And boy, I tell you, we were not very good, but that was probably due to me not being a very good coach at the time. And But I wouldn't change it for nothing because that, that forced me to actually have a bigger role. So I ran practices. They hired a guy after after Christmas, but. After that first month, that next month was just me. Um, but it was it was a good learning experience for sure, trial by fire. Um, and then after that, I, I got a job at Wellsville Middletown, and I was the head baseball head basketball coach there for four years. Wow. Um, little small school kind of around the Mexico area. Yep. Um, and we had a pretty good team my last year. We were twenty and seven, won wow. the district title there. Nice. Good for you. Had some, had some, had some guys that could really play. Uh, 
and got beat in the first round after districts by two to uh, North Mercer got us by two in Kirksville. And then after Wellsville, I, I did some assistant coaching, um, moved to Nomnoster and took a job. And then I was assistant baseball, assistant softball, and was lucky enough to be a part of uh, three really good teams there that ended up winning. We won two districts of baseball, was there, and one trip to the Final Four. Wow, that's then, awesome. Yeah, under Mark Carey, who's now their AD over there at Nob. And then uh, he was also the softball coach, and we won a district there wow. in softball. And uh, But, again, we had some talented teams. And then after that, I made the journey to Smith Cotton. I wanted to see what Class 5, Class 6 sports were all about. Right. I was there for three years, and it was a journey for sure. Um, while I was there, I was head softball Um what else was I? Assistant basketball and assistant baseball while I was at Smith Cotton, and um, that was a pretty good, pretty good learning experience when it came to coaching at a, at a higher level and being in that conference of the Rock Bridges and the right. and the Jeff Cities and the Cap Cities. We were in that conference and wins were tough there sure. during that time. So it was it was a lot of good coaching experience. And then after that. Um, I became friends with a guy who coached at Smith Cotton and taught at Smith Cotton named Justin Whisker. Whisker, okay. And he was a head coach at Northwest Hughesville during some Final Four runs for baseball. And a guy by the name of Jake Duvall worked for Justin Whisker at Northwest Hughesville as assistant baseball coach. Connection. Connection. So <laughs> I, uh, I got an in from Justin that said a, uh, Butler is looking for a um, – Head basketball coach and a PE teacher. I was teaching special education at the time. Awesome. So shout out to everybody who does that. Yeah, I did that for five years. That was a journey for sure. But um, I uh, made contact and Whisker kind of made contact with him, and I got to come down and interview with him and Superintendent Carter and Principal Webb at the time. He was just uh, a coach Webb at that time, right that was before he was Principal Webb, and um, and I was lucky enough to to get this position and I walked into a team my first year that had a lot of really good pieces which made me look a lot better than I was but uh and it's just been there since you know we've just been trying to get better and uh that's kind of how I got to Butler. I, got you. I, have I like it. I didn't realize you look like a young guy. I, was, I didn't yeah, realize you were a season yeah. as, uh, as you were. I mean, that sounds you know, like quite the been, quite the resume. I've been coaching in high school uh, softball, baseball. I even did a semester of football coach. I was a terrible. I was such a good football coach. They put me in the box without a headset um, when I was at Nob. Yeah, I just gave me free tickets to the game. Yeah, I was basically just on the bus rides. Um, and uh, yeah, I've. I've done a lot of coaching. When you look back on it, I think I did the math one time. I've been a part of something like uh, 35 different teams in the state of Missouri wow. or something like around that. I think I'm in the 30 marks now. And you're an assistant to the baseball, baseball team staff here. here too, right? Yeah. So if you, do, if you do the math, I, I haven't added up the wins. I don't know if I want to. but um, <laughs> Well, add up the wins, just don't add up the losses. losses right? Right. You try to forget about those. Yeah. But I've been a, a, a part of a lot of dang teams. And, um, yeah. I, I guess I have been. This is what my twelfth or thirteenth year coaching in Missouri. You're a busy young man. Yeah, too busy sometimes. I a hear lot you. of stress, but right. Yeah. It's, so uh, it's all right. Coming from you know all that experience and and everything that you've seen, mm -hmm. and then you know the, what you've seen over in Butler the last three years. Is there certain things that you've seen? Uh, 
kind of some growth maybe in in the kids things you've seen that have changed or maybe even in yourself um and you could get you know specific about yeah. Butler, just your whole experience or kind of wherever you want to go with that um yeah some some growth that i've seen in the last three years here at butler um i've been blessed with probably having the ability to uh, and i don't want to pump them up too much but to coach the best basketball player that I've coached in my 13 years as Carter has been but just not that is is we've had some really good teams or really good kids in the last three Mm -hmm. Uh, I tell her this story all the time coming from my experiences the only thing I've really never had to talk about at Butler that I've probably talked about more in my coaching experience for all these other teams is the ability to just come out and play hard Right, you're gonna have mistakes. You're gonna come up against people that are more talented than you. It's just the nature of the beast when it comes to athletics. Mm-hmm. But I've never had to once really get after any of my teams here about playing the right way. They've just kind of known that, and that's that's a testament to their attitude and kind of the attitudes that were brought onto them, and and probably some parenting that comes along with that, Absolutely. and just kind of how they were raised that they have when it comes to to athletics and. It, for me, anyway, they just had really strong work ethics. They understand that there's a the only way to get better is to work at it. And I think it's how you build winning traditions yeah, too. And I think you, you see that in, in yeah. Butler football over yeah. the last yeah. five six it's years. Just the ability to work for something that's not guaranteed, and mm-hmm. and we have not uh, we have I've been blessed enough while I was here. Uh, I wouldn't really call it growth. It's just something that's been a standard, which has been yeah. nice because. And talking back to my Smith Cotton days, I felt like every every game we were talking about, we got to play harder. It's just going through motions, right? Yeah, and so, you know that's, that's something that you don't want to take for granted. No, no, you, I try not to as as much as it is. But um, adjustment wise, over the last three years, as your question says, adjustments. It, it's just having different players step up in different roles, which we've been blessed in my three years here that the role players have changed starters have changed you know after that first year where but that comes back to we don't play a lot of guys our bench has always been so we come into every season kind of with guys that have varsity experience this is probably my first last year this year um is my first year where we have some guys that have limited varsity experience when it comes down to it and there's their expectations for them is you know, it's kind of a trial by fire, too. So. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, like you say, you know, by that, you know, come January, you're not a freshman anymore. You know, you, you, you've got some time under your belt. You've got some experience. Okay, now now start acting like it, you know. Yeah. That Warsaw tournament, which, you know, even there, it was surprising they were able to jump right in. Yeah. But, you know, you get seasoned pretty quick. Yes, and, and now it's just kind of maintaining a level of expectations as we get through and then trying to maintain some legs because we don't play a lot of guys, you know, and you can there's that's well a long season. Um, so it's trying to find a balance a lot of times in my last three years here of, of being able to work them to a certain level, but also understanding on the backside we got to keep some legs about us. And it's it's not about how we, we, we start here. It's about how we finish in February, you right. know. When the game is that if you lose, you go home. That's the most important game mm-hmm. of the year. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, uh, I was looking down through the last three years of our of our schedules, and I was, no, you know, I think we two years ago we lost by three. 
Last year we lost by two. So even in those championship games of district, we've been right in there. Unfortunately, both those years just didn't fall our way. But boy, last year that was an exciting, exciting ball game. But. uh, Lone Jack got us. Lone yeah. Jack. Jack. They, I yeah. remember was, they were and, big. And they were, yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was a had solid like two, team. Six five kids, if I remember yeah. right. One was six eight. Yeah, yeah. six five. Yeah, yeah. It, those teams like that. Cole Camp uh, would be an example from this year. If they got some size, um, it causes us some matchup problems when it comes on the defensive end. And sure. you got to see that in that that championship game this year. We just had some matchup problems where mm-hmm. we can't match up all five without giving something up. Yeah. And uh, that's Lone Jack from last year was that way where and we can probably stop one guy. Can't stop all of them. Can't stop all of them. Well, and I've, I've said this for years that once you put that rim 10 foot off the ground, height yeah. matters. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, <laughs> it's a, it's they're a already closer to that basketball. Yeah, it. it helps. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we if, if we run into some height, it causes matchup problems. But we've been pretty blessed that we have some guys that work really hard undersized. Which Absolutely, really, you know that really helps us. Impresses me every game. You've got a, you know, a couple kids. I, I mean, really, any of your kids are undersized and they're matching up against a, a true post player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. you've still got a handful of them that carry their weight down there and yep. are impressive yeah. with guys they're giving up height to. Oh yeah, yeah. We we are always, and I hate to say, it, but we've never. I'm never really worried about it if we see six five six. Like there's some certain things I worry about, sure. but I feel like our work work ethic that we'll be able to compete mm-hmm. no matter because we do have well then it's going to be their bigs against our guards like i mean they got matchup problems right. on the other end yeah. too sure. somebody's sure. got to guard this guy right uh so we've been and then it just comes down like dylan davison does a great job i mean as hard as that kid works especially being undersized a lot of the times right and how many rebounds he has the ability to get against guys he probably shouldn't get rebounds against. yeah right. i think the, the, that's the whole camp game he ended with like 18.16 rebounds yeah yeah and eight of ten yeah. on the night and yeah. 80 percent. and you're like that, there you go. that's a good night's work that's, for a kid that's down to get some guys yeah. bigger than him now that, that gives us a good uh gives me some some um some material to go. You just need to do that all the time. Uh, right. Right. Hey, now right. we know you can do it. You can do it, it all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's expected. Yeah, yeah. that's the expectation. Uh, yeah. Um, in talking about, and I, I was, again, very proud of those young men that you talk about that you've never had to really ask them yep. to play harder. That because that that's a huge oh, thing. Yeah. Huge. Yes. It's, it's more than anybody will ever understand. Yeah, I think that is. What do you, would you like to see, or or if if you had the the youth basketball coaches of Butler in front of you, what's the one thing that you would say? Hey, this is what we need to do first and foremost. Don't you know, shooting obviously is important, all that stuff. But what's kind of your emphasis at the youth level? We're talking about third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Um. In big picture, the biggest thing would teach them how to play man defense, even if it's bad. Okay. Just keep working at it. Uh, I I have had the pleasure, I guess you would say, of going to some youth tournaments and seeing a lot of zone, a lot of two three zone, a lot of one three one, um, and and it gets lost by the time that certain coaches get them the defensive fundamentals of how to play man, right? And it, it comes back to this. If they don't ever score, you're going to win every game. Right. And try not to worry so much about scoring the basketball. 
because if you play good enough defense, you're probably going to get layups on the other end anyway. So if we could probably get and it's tough because if you watch some of the game, it's built around scoring. That's what everybody, all these adjustments is trying to uh, that you see at the higher levels is all trying to make it a more entertaining game, and people like to see people go off for 30, 40, 50 points or whatever it is. ESPN highlight show. It is, and so that gets kind of lost uh, to where people forget how to play defense, but that's got to be the main priority to me as if I could, like, even if it's bad, because it's going to be bad. It's tough. It is. It's, it's tough. It's boring to work on. Uh, kids might not stay engaged when you work on it. We deal with those problems even at, at the high school level, and sure. I'm sure they deal with it at the college level. Uh, it's not easy to work on, and it's not fun to work on, but it's something you just got to stay after, and you got to make it a priority that – uh, you got to stay in front of the basketball and be able to understand rotations and help side and gap help and all these things that come down to just staying like all five playing defense at the same time and that's what that's got I I mean I've just been to a lot of youth for tournaments that's it's been a lot of zone and then you're gonna see they're gonna play zone in junior high and then when you get them in high school you're kind of pigeonholed as a coach is you're the man defense is so bad that you can't you can't make that adjustment to try to play it, and you don't have the time to teach it. And you, so then you're just going to have to play zone and hope for the best. And I just, uh, as, a, as a coach, philosophy-wise, I just don't want to give offensive people time and space with the ball. Right. I always want to have somebody around you, be there on the catch. Right. With the zone, you're going to have times. I think if you play uh, decent teams – if you play a good team and you play them in, in, in zone, you're probably going to make them look great yep. because they just have more time and more space to do things. Right. So, And then, and if you're going to play a great team in zone, you're going to make them look like they're going to the Final Four. Right. I think it just adds to it. And then, and then there's no fallback plan. You can't go, okay, this zone doesn't work. Let's right. go to another zone. No, you, like, you can't go to man at that time. What do you, what do you You're do? just caught up. So. You can't make a lot of adjustments. So if it comes down to it, and on the offensive side of youth, I mean, I'm going to go fundamentals. If you learn how to dribble with your right, learn how to dribble with your left, jump stop and learn how to break the dang ball down. Break it down. Go back to the fifth grade stuff where you stand with the ball and you just over the top of your head and underneath and over the top. Learn how to pivot. Learn how to catch it with both feet on the ground at the same time so you can pivot with either foot. And it's just those small parts of it that if you can tag all that in at youth, if you, if you could get away from winning and winning yep. and losing at the youth level, yep. and you could tag it into that of just becoming individually best basketball player, individually becoming better, small steps, then then you then you can take them when they are finally in high school and they all have the foundation, no matter what it was. They might have went zero and seventy two, right? But you at least have that foundation to work with. That's something that. I know me and Brad talk about often is, you know, that's what your youth programs in theory are, is just yeah. developmental programs. Yeah. You know, they're kind of your your minor league team. Yeah. You know, that's where you're wanting to develop these players yeah. so that when a high school coach does yeah. get them, you're okay, now we can yeah. run these yeah. things because now they know yeah. what to do. And so, you know, if you look at it that way, kind of as you're saying, is this is just a, a place to start putting stuff yes. in place. And then when yeah. they get there, then it all comes um, together. Yeah, and that's that's what it is. It's the small th- it's, It leads back to the, doing the small things right and the big things fall into place. Well, the big things are, are winning at a level uh, that's important, right? I wouldn't say not winning at the youth side is important. I mean, it, 
They always want to win. He always want to win. He should always be competitive, right? But. Trying to win in the right way might be the best way to try to do that. Yeah. Right? Winning, winning in a way that's going to set you up, even if you don't win, it'll set you up for winning in the future. Yeah, right? so important. So, and I've always, uh, I've tried to talk people into doing this, but in Iowa, small school basketball used to go three on three on each side, mm. and the defense wasn't allowed to cross half court, mm. and the offense wasn't allowed to cross half court. I always thought, since they're starting kids, so I, I started playing basketball organized fifth grade, sixth right, grade, right, right, right. Later, because I've seen tournaments where it's third graders, oh, yeah. second graders. They've got first graders. and second, yeah. It's like, I think from, from all the way up to fifth grade when you can really start, you know, the, developing players have a, a, a mental capacity to understand what, what it looks like, um, is to go to that. Because, you know, you're going to have three work on defense only. Right. You're going to have three only work on offense. Right. And you'll have it on the other end as well. And then you don't have to worry about pressure rules when it comes. If they get a rebound, everybody sprints back. Right. Like they do at right. youth. Right. Right. You just have to worry about getting the ball across half court. Right. And nobody ever transitions. It's all just half court without two people around so you can actually learn how to screen and learn how to help side and learn how to stop dribble penetration and it's just three on three on both ends so um and it just doesn't highlight that one kid that's better than everybody else right because at some point he's got to go play defense or she's got to go play defense. right and then he's not allowed they're not allowed to score anymore right so you have to have some kids learn how to score the basketball or at least defend the basketball and I, I've, and I've brought spacing, that up. And right? Spacing, oh, and it's three so on three. I, I wish that I could see that, but I know that I think personally as a coach, I think that would really help the youth level just if you could go three on three and I mean, never cross half. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I think that's, you know, there's so many times, like you say, then you're developing at least two yeah. offensive players. Yep, yeah. yep. And you're developing three defensive players at a time, but yeah. then you know, obviously, the second half they don't yeah. switch ends, and so they're still playing offense. Now yeah. they're play defense, so it's yeah. important. You I like flip it. Them and then, it, like, uh, and you're still working basketball action, sure, right? You're still working ball screens, you're still working screen away with three, right? I mean, that's how you even break down man fundamentals defensively. Is you make it a smaller group and you do that same kind of action, so you can still do the actions you want. Uh, heck, he could probably even run his own and run a, a triangle if you wanted sure. to. But I, that's kind of the thoughts I've always had on you. I wish they would switch that for those younger kids because then it's going to, instead of being one person and then trapping as soon as they get across half court, right. it's a lesser team and that ball just gets turned over and they go lay it in, is at least it looks like basketball. Sure. You know? So, yeah, I get it. That's, I like that. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. So we've kind of already hit on it a little bit. I don't want to get too redundant or repetitive, but uh, this year in particular, your team, what do you think your biggest strength and weaknesses are uh, as a team right now? Oh, that's a biggest strength right now is I think we have we have a few guys that can score the basketball. So offensively, I'm not real concerned uh, when it comes to. I think our strength is being able to to being able to take care of the basketball and have pretty decent looks on the offensive end. Um, blessed with some kids that it's never been a problem. Um, Weaknesses-wise, I know that it, it's looked good, but it's sometimes we can get 
overextended, not do a very good job of guarding the basketball. We're still working on defense. It'll be a priority from here on out. And it, I don't know what it looks like for it to be like the best in my mind, but I think there's still a lot of room for improvement. Uh, you know, when it comes, I guess if we ever hold a team to zero, I guess we've done, we've done it perfectly. I hear you. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a weakness right now. It's just something we got to work on. Something room for improvement. Room for improvement. Always yeah, room, right? Day. Always, always, always. So, strength-wise, uh, we've been blessed with some guards that can score the basketball, and Dylan Davidson, who works his tail off underneath, and you know how Carter, when he gets rolling, um, he can carry us on that end. But uh, defensively, it's got to be all five. Yeah. I think we need all five at all times, doing everything right. So. Until we get to that point, I don't know if it's ever going to be where, where I, where I yeah. envision it in yeah. my head. But I guess never content with it. No, no, yeah. no never yeah. being content. Yeah. So we always have a fun little ending segment. Yeah. Uh, we've got one ready for you okay. now for our uh, our loyal uh, watchers. Uh, we're switching it up a little bit. We usually do a would you rather an over under or a true or false. This time special treat. We got one of each. Okay. Uh, let's do it. Um, would you rather? Yeah. We're in the Christmas spirit. Okay. Would you rather watch A Wonderful Life or would you rather watch Elf? Elf. Thank you. That's a, that's a beautiful answer. Elf. So one of those was my favorites. One of those is Brad's picks. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, sorry, Brad. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, how did you know? <laughs> yeah. How did you know? that Body language. <laughs> Body the, the look of disappointment that was yeah. emanating look, from you. Looked like you just missed a free throw. Yeah. Um, over Absolutely. <laughs> Are you going to watch over or under four Christmas movies this year? Oh, I would. I would probably go under. Okay, didn't I, know if you're I, a big Christmas movie I, kind of guy. I am, but I just don't. The sad fact about it, I don't have a lot of time. You know, I got a lot of bus rides. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, that's usually what I'm not trying to do on a bus ride. I, I watch a lot of film, which is sad. I know I watch a lot of film. Um, I think a lot about basketball. Which takes up a lot of my time, and I have a five month at home. Oh, good for you! So we good for you. That's, that's awesome. Interesting first one. So we're uh, trying. Every day is an adventure there. You know, a lot of work, a lot of work there. But um, greatest time of your life. Having, yeah, having that's kids. what everybody. Oh gets man, saying. she's got a little cold right now. Oh, first sickness. So yeah, that's it's interesting. But um, yeah, I plan. Uh, and then I do a lot of projects at home. You know, I, I um, as you guys probably know, I. About a year ago, I lost my dad. Mom still lives down down home in, in the house I grew up in. So when I go home, which I'm planning to do over Christmas, I got a lot of a lot of projects. I like to tinker and mechanic and try to get things running and, and keep them running for her because uh, my dad was a big component of there's about 12 or 15 steps to start anything, and the sun's got to be in the right position. It's got to be this certain kind of Your left foot has to be on the ground. Um <laughs> So trying to just trying to get stuff in order for her and make it easier on her. So yeah, I, I, I if I had to say, I probably watch the Christmas Story every year. I would, I would go with that one. Um, Another one of my top three. I got three every year that I have to watch. It's always Elf, The Christmas Story, and The Grinch. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of The Christmas Story. I usually watch it with my older sister and older brother when we get an opportunity to and. And I'm sure it'll be on in the background, but how much I'm watching it, I'm usually trying to sneak out to the shed most of the time. Yeah, that's good for you. That's that's. Uh, I know your mom is blessed to have you. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> depends on when she would talk. Well, to Well, of course, of yeah. course, but yeah, that but yeah, that's a that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Last one, true or false? We'll get back to basketball. 
True or false? College is better than the NBA. True. Okay. They play defense in college. Oh, I like it. They do. They try to. They try to stop the ball. But I will say this: you redeemed yourself with me right there. I say now that you made a three pointer, missed the throw. But I will. I don't watch a lot of NBA. Not since Michael Jordan in the '90s when I was growing up. Um, and then the San Antonio Spurs teams that were with early 2000s where they were, you know, offensively sharing the ball and it was about the best offense you could find. Duncan and them, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't about just one guy. Yeah. But um, I will say this. I've been to an NBA game once, and it was in 2008, and it was at the United Center. It was the Chicago Bulls versus the Utah Jazz wow. after the fact, after the fact. Right. But it still was kind of yeah, tagging into my youth a little bit. Sure. And there, the, both teams weren't very good. And um, uh, I was surprised that I will get to say this about the NBA game. They try to play defense, but those guys are so stinking good. They are. That, that it is probably the hardest thing to do. Yeah. You know? when, when, and, and that's the thing, you know, kids I think don't realize is yeah. when you watch those on TV and they try to emulate that, yeah. those, kids, those, those guys are freaks of yeah. nature. They are the 1%. They are probably less than 1% of, yeah. of basketball players in the, in the world. And I will, But at college, I think the game levels out to where everybody is athletically about the same, heights are about the same, everybody can shoot it about the same. So then you start getting back into to a little bit more of can we shut people down. It seems like those old school college coaches that, that came up in it, they are defensive their priority is playing defense. That's yeah, they're great ones. Uh you know, and you you go back for years. I mean, whether it's the Bobby Knights or the oh, yeah. or the or the Shashevskis or whoever, right? Yeah. It, I mean it all starts with uh, as you say, defending defending the rim and keeping yep. the people as far away from it as possible, and yep. then yep. the offense takes care of itself yep. if you do yep. the right things on the defensive side. If you look at the guys who stay in college, it's it's all about you know I know Rick Pitino's big thing was mm-hmm. deflections. He tracked deflections. Right. How many times you can mess up an offense by def- uh, deflecting the ball? Um, Shaka Smart's another one. Yeah, really good. He gets after defensively. Really good. And you just got to think, like if the if they're practicing three hours a day, I would I would gander, I would I would guess that they probably work on defense for two thirds of that time. Yeah, I would think uh, so. That's yeah. their priority at every practice. And then every once in a while, you get a special player come in. But at the college level, you know you're only going to have them for a year. Right. Right now. So you gotta, right. You gotta do, yeah. So you got to do something that's going to be. You know, it's sustainable, and that's probably on the defensive side of the ball. Sure. So, yeah, I would. I was college over NBA right now, but I do like watching those NBA guys score the basketball, though. Boy, can they! It's impressive. Just six ten and yeah. shoot it and handle it and do everything. Like, how are you supposed to defend? Them? It's right. one of those, and I, and I try to tell Brad this all the time. It's one of those. You can't watch it as a true basketball game. No, it's not. It's entertainment. It's entertaining, but it's not It's not basketball. I always try to tag in and watch the NBA near the end where it, where it's getting in, deep in the playoffs. You'll start seeing some teams start a little playing bit, yeah. a little yeah. bit harder. Yeah. You know, 82 Working games is a long season. Oh. But when it means something to them, they, you can they, tell. they try to get in a stance and guard, but – you know, that's still college. I mean, you can turn on a lower-level college game and still see, oh, yeah. compared to a higher-level college game, and, and still see people just working uh, on that side of the basketball, which is nice to see. It is. I love, I love yeah. watching yeah. that. That's, that's my thing. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. I yeah. uh, appreciate you guys for having me come in. I would like to thank our, our 
our sponsors, we got Sonic 03 Customs, Mid America Live, CNS Graphics, Prepcast, Butler Chamber of Commerce, and Emmanuel Baptist Church. And I uh, would also like to take a minute to just uh, thank Coast Awesome for coming on talking to us. Thanks for having me come in and answer your, some of your questions. Hope you get a little bit of better understanding of what we're trying to do. Um, and hope we keep rolling. I mean, three and one. I don't, I don't know how we got here, but I'm, I'm okay that we got here. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps going. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to thanks, uh, thank you uh, for watching another portion of Tailgate TV.